If you have a negative belief, but this is what you believe is your reality, or if you have a positive belief and you believe that's your reality, which one's correct? Both. But at the same time, neither one. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Larry Roberts back with another awesome episode of the Readily Random Podcast. And today I've got somebody that we finally get to have the conversation. We have been trying to have a conversation. I'm going to say for at least six weeks. She's had to postpone because of COVID. I had to postpone because of gallbladder. And then I think there was a scheduling conflict. So here we are today, and it almost didn't happen again. We'll share that story with you as well. But I want to welcome Wendy Gerhardt to the podcast. Wendy, thank you for all your patience and welcome. Yes, thank you so much. And likewise, it's definitely been a challenge, but I'm so happy to be here finally. That is so funny. And, and you know, you logged on and we, we, we did our, our pre-show banter. And it turns out that for some reason, the podcast didn't pop up on your schedule until yesterday and you're off traveling. Tell me about that. How did, how did that go down? I, I honestly do not know. And what's so funny was I had a client call that I had scheduled for around the same time. And so I looked on Friday and I left on Saturday. I'm in Vegas right now. And I looked, I was good. I, I booked it. And then yesterday, I, like I get a notification pops up on my calendar and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I did not know. I didn't travel with my mic. I didn't like, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I'm like at the pool with my kids and I'm like, let me run upstairs. I got to do this thing. So yeah, it was, something's been going on where the universe is like, ah, yeah, we're Larry and Wendy do not need to talk. <laughs> this is, this should not happen, but Hey, we're going to do it. And we're whether they like yes. it or not, we got together. We're going to power through this thing. So I appreciate you taking time away from your kids on your vacation. I, I that means a lot to me. Thank you so very much for doing that. And I, I definitely appreciate your time. So let's cut right to it, man. Wendy, you are an anesthesiologist and an embodiment coach. Is that right? Help me understand. Yes. Well, I know what an anesthesiologist is because obviously I just said I just had surgery. But let's talk more about the embodiment side of things. Help me understand that more. Yeah. So when I say embodiment, I think that there is this massive difference between I read a book or I listened to somebody who seemed like they knew what they were talking about on a podcast or I took a course. Like that's knowledge right? Like anybody can, can have that. Anybody can regurgitate it, but it doesn't actually translate into the person you are or the life you're living until you fully integrate that into the, like the core of your cells. And it becomes like, no, this is just who I am. And I don't have to think about it. And so I help people take that knowledge, right? And we work on it to get it to become who you are. So that's that embodiment, like really owning the information. I think that you just use the key word there, owning it mm -hmm. and, and it being a part of yourself. I, I think so, so many times we, we branch out and we try to, like you said, after we gain some new knowledge in a subject or we, we gain a new perspective on way, one way to do something. And we try to, we try to apply that knowledge, but we're not necessarily owning it. It's not necessarily become a part of us yet. We're just kind of going through the motions. What are yes. some of the keys to understand the differentiation between going through the motions and embodiment? Yeah. So I think if you, okay, so let's say that you learn something new. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, let's talk about, uh, you were mentioning in the pre-show, like 
I am worthy, you know, or I'm not worthy. Okay. And I'm sure we'll get to that story. Yeah, too. we will. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you were like doing some work, some, some personal work, and you learn that in order to, let's say, manifest, you know, a gazillion dollars, whatever it is you want to manifest, you have to truly believe you're worthy of manifesting X, Y, Z. All right. So that's knowledge. I know. Okay. Now I know I need to be worthy. That could be something that's blocking me. But if every time you think about that thing or every time when you go throughout your life, you're not actually feeling at your core, I am worthy. It's just knowledge. It's just something you're reminding yourself. It's just affirmations that you're saying. But if the affirmations don't feel real, if you're still doing things in accordance with I'm not worthy, and if you don't truly own that and believe it, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have, you're not going to actually attract XYZ because it's not who you are. You don't truly believe it. You're just telling. It's like telling yourself lies, like you're lying to yourself. And you, the human part of you, might be able to be like, oh, I, I do believe it. But, you know, you've got the human and you've got the spiritual side, the, the higher self of you, they know you're lying. You know you're lying to yourself. And that's where like the rubber meets the road. Is it truth or am I just trying to make it truth? But can there ever be that truth? Here we go. We're going to go deep, folks. As, Let's as, go. As, as deep as little Larry <laughs> can go anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Is there ever an opportunity where that the, the truth is the opposite? We're, we're, we're telling ourselves that we're worthy, but this voice, this, uh, this, well, maybe it's not knowledge, but this opinion, this, this, this naysayer that's in our head is going, no, you're not. No, you're not. You know, I, I call myself an entrepreneur, but am I really an entrepreneur? I mean, am I really attracting those people? Or am I just, am I just telling everybody, Hey, Larry Roberts, full-time entrepreneur and podcaster. How are you doing today? Well, here's the big question. Are you just saying it? Do you really believe it? Because if you really believe it, typically you have evidence to support it. Would that be correct? Would that, are, you, are, we, okay. are we comparing bank accounts now? Is that what you're trying to do here? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Larry, you say no. you are, but what's that bank account say? That's what I want to know. Okay, so you know how so many people will sit there and say, okay, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Because somebody said that's what you should do. Sure. You should say, that's I'm an cool entrepreneur. That's thing to do these days. Right? Yeah. But then... In, you know, when they're in a room by themselves, just with their thoughts, locked away, you know, it's just them and, and, and their own reality, they're in their mind, they're like, if someone said, what do you do? Would you say entrepreneur or would you say, um, well, technical, well, I'm an anesthesiologist and I kind of like have this thing or, you know, I'm a banker and they leave it at that. So here's the thing, right? Do you really believe you're the entrepreneur? Because then it's natural, right? What do you do? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, cool. What, like, what do you own? What, what kind of business is it? Well, X, Y, Z. But the person that's like, uh, mm, mm, well. <laughs> well, I quit my job in January. That makes me an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong to that. No, like no, it, that's, that's, that's definitely not where I'm going with this. There's yeah. definitely not a right or wrong by any means. But I, I think sometimes it's so difficult, especially, and I'm talking about this from the new entrepreneur's perspective, in that you might take that leap and you, you may find out that it's a little bit harder than you anticipated it being. 
Maybe that well ran dry that was just so, it was just providing bounty day after day. And then as soon as you make that jump, you go, oh, where did it go? Where did all that, where did that waterfall go? It's gone. And then you start questioning, well, am I? Well, how, now, now how do I continue living that, what I perceive is my truth, that I am an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, then this all goes back to perspective. Am I? Well, I don't know. Are you? Like, the wall, the well, right? This abundance, this like crazy opportunity that you're taking a leap for may not look the way that you think is going to look. It may change. It may change every day for the rest of your life. And it probably will. Sure. Does that really change who you are? Does it really change like the opportunity? So if you're holding on to, I'm an entrepreneur, as long as it looks like this, well, that's the big question there. If it's, I'm an entrepreneur because I truly believe I am offering something valuable. I'm offering it on my own terms. I offer it in the way I want. It is my vision that I am pursuing. Does it really need to be tied to a dollar amount? Not really, unless in your mind it does. So that's the big thing. It's like, you have to learn to, ch no matter whether you're an entrepreneur, you're in a career, you're a, a how, a, what was the word I'm looking for? Like a mom that stays home. Why can't I think of the word for that? I thought she was going to say housewife, but I don't, I don't know. Can I say that these days? Is that allowed? I don't even know if I, I can like say that. Stopped. I like stopped I know, myself. I was like, like no. ah. She's going to say a bad word, housewife. Housewife, yeah. yeah. No, you know what I mean? A, like, it's a, like a, a mompreneur? Ma yeah. There you go. And there's a ton of people out there. And I think being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things, the absolute hardest things you're going to do in your life. And so like, even if you're in the struggle, but you're doing the work, who said that uh, most businesses don't succeed like brick and mortar businesses. Does that make them not an entrepreneur? So like, yeah, you're going to struggle. Everybody See, and does. I, I think that's, that's, I think that's what, at least I know in my life and I, I can't speak for my listeners, but I, I can't imagine I'm the, I'm the lone wolf here in that, no matter what I did, I always struggled calling myself whatever it was that I was doing at the time. For instance, uh, you know, I was a lifelong martial artist, but there was a long time awesome. that I didn't consider myself a fighter. Well, I'm not a fighter. I'm just a karate guy until mm. I fought. And now I'm a fighter. So, but where you fought still as a karate. Those titles and those labels that everything has is it's it's hard to accept that sometimes. I don't like calling myself a coach, but guess what I do? I have clients that I coach, but I don't use that word coach because who am I to coach? I'm just kind of I'm, I'm I'm teaching you some of the lessons that I learned as I stumbled along the same path. So yeah. is is that similar to this embodiment? I mean, I'm I'm living a certain way, but I'm afraid to put the label on it. Yeah. So then you have to sit there and ask yourself, what is it about the label? Because there's a block there. Something isn't resonating. You're you're fighting it because mm -hmm. something at you, it, within you is going. I, I I can't own that title because either I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough or it doesn't look like everybody else. I don't do it like everybody else. And so that's something in you because here's the truth, right? All beliefs there. Oh, let me rephrase this. There are no true beliefs. None. Well, they're just beliefs. Is that what you're getting at? Mm -hmm. 
but our, so let me ask you this question. If you have a negative belief, but this is what you believe is your reality, or if you have a positive belief and you believe that's your reality, which one's correct? Both. But at the same time, and you're right, but at the same time, neither one. So you're saying this you is like a total mind time? bend. Yeah, I just said we're going deep, as deep as I can. And you lost. I mean, you know, I'm... no belief that anybody has is true. Okay. None. Okay. That being said, obviously, we're human. And as a human, we're going to have them. So might as well make them good ones. Might as well make them the ones that are going to support where it is you're going and who it is you're trying to become. Now, all these beliefs that you've built up since you were a child, some of them are like buried so deep. They're so unconscious that like it would just take years and years and years and years and years to dig them up. But there's stuff there that's keeping you in this frame of mind that I'm not a coach. I, I, you know, I'm like a, a, a bad, I, I don't want to curse. Okay. So I am like this, like amazing, right? Martial artist, but I'm not a fighter. Well, why? What, what is it about the word? What is it about that word? And more so, what is the meaning of behind that word that makes you feel so uncomfortable owning it? You know, I wonder if if it's not uh, the the societal pressures behind those titles, do mm. do we let it weigh on us to a point? Because even and I'm from Texas, and Texas black belts they're the toughest around. All right, so even oh, though even though people would come in with their black belts to our karate school back in the day, they weren't Texas tough. They weren't Texas black belts, and they he's not a real black belt. He's not a real coach. He's not a real entrepreneur. Do you think that kind of negative, uh, that negativity and that, that negative pressure on us as individuals can have a hard time with us embodying our beliefs and living our beliefs as our truths? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that we all have this strong desire to fit in. We all want to belong. We all want to feel like we're not the odd person out. We're not the black sheep. We're not the whatever because we want to be included. But this is where you have to make the personal decision of, do I want to remain the same as everyone else, which doesn't always look that great, to be honest, or do I want to allow myself to believe in whatever is going to move me, propel me forward, whatever is going to help me move into alignment so that I can become, be, have, do whatever it is I want. Because if you're following the masses and their beliefs and the cultural norms, then you're going to get a lot of the same as the masses and have all those same outcomes. So then it becomes, do I want to be an entrepreneur or do I want to be elite? Do I want to be at the top? Do I want to make my own schedule? Do I want to write my own paycheck? Because most, if you look back in history, most of the ultra successful, like change the world kind of people were the black sheep until they weren't anymore. So this is that personal, I want to fit in, I want to fit in, I want to fit in. And so I'll go along with it. And I know that if I say I'm a fighter, 
then everyone at my dojo is going to be like, no, you're not. <laughs> right. And you're, you want to fit in or you could be like, no, I am. And it's okay if you don't think I, I'm a fighter, but I think I am. And that's all that matters. Man, so, that, that's so tough. That's so tough. It's it, tough. You, you know, it's I, I see it happen every day. I see people every mm -hmm. day that struggle with that identification and the embodiment of what they want to be, what they want to perceive themselves as, and what they want others to perceive themselves as. You had mentioned in the green room because I'm sophisticated now that uh, <laughs> you felt that <laughs> that you felt spirituality and embodiment played a role together. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up actually not very religious at all. I would actually say I was borderline atheist. Um, and that's because, you know, I think my parents, well, at least my mom was really, really religious, uh, grew up Catholic. And something was a mismatch for me. And it wasn't until I ended up having a really... Uh, a lot. I'm going to say a lot of health issues that I said enough. I'm done. And I turned to, I just want to make myself better. That was all I cared about. I don't care about the money. I don't care about my business anymore. I don't care about anything. I just want to get better. And I almost feel like spirituality found me because I was literally just like searching the internet, like most people who feel lost and confused. And I was just like, what's going to help me? And I started diving into it because, you know, it popped up and then I was curious and I wanted to know more and I wanted to know more. And I wanted to know more. And I like all of a sudden started to feel like this, these light bulbs, like these ahas going off. And so when you talk about spirituality and embodiment, a spirituality, the whole concept behind it is that you are everything already. You are the entrepreneur. You are the successful person. You are all of these things because you are a spirit having a, you know, physical human experience. And it's almost like I saw this quote, I think it was on Instagram today. And it says, um, we are gods that have just forgotten. So it's like understanding all of these beliefs that you have, going back to the beliefs, understanding that all these struggles that you have, it's perspective because the struggles are on purpose. The struggles are on purpose because the purpose of your life is to learn lessons, not to come to this planet and say, who am I, but to say, who can I become? And so you're always trying to navigate like these pitfalls. And for some of us, we fall back into these beliefs holding us back. Life is happening to me. Life is hard. Uh, I can't accomplish that. Oh, it's so easy for you. So easy for you because mm. you have money, you have success, you have all these things. Everybody struggles. Like the person who has that success, you think they didn't struggle like you're currently struggling to get there. You think they didn't come across the same pitfalls in their mindset. It's And, and the thing is, is, so many people believe when they reach this certain goal, that's it. My life's going to change. Everything's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to like be rich. Things are going to be easy. And then guess what? This is what happens. I guarantee you, even most of your listeners right now are living the life 
that even a few years ago they were praying they would have. You forget. And so you reach that next step. And as opposed to being like, holy crap, I did it. It's, that's it. Dude, that is so true. That is so, (laughs) that is so life because it doesn't, you know, and I've experienced it on multiple fronts. Okay. Thinking I want to be somewhere. And just like you're saying, if I'm there, boom, it's going to happen. It's going to be so awesome. And the world's going to change and my life is complete. And I get there and I go, oh, (laughs) I mean, this is kind of cool, I guess, but, uh, this is really all there is to it for real. You know, I, I, everything, whether it be a materialistic item, whether it be a physical accomplishment, whether it be a, a, a spiritual accomplishment, because I went down the spiritual path. I was somewhat just the opposite of you in that I, I, I went to a Christian school my whole life. Uh, I was born with a birth defect. So even as in, in first grade, they put me in private school to protect me because my birth defect was corrected with surgery, but I could have actually been killed very easily. I would have made it past four if I hadn't had the surgery because I was born with an inverted sternum. So they had to go in and restructure my sternum so that my heart could beat, my lungs could expand because oh I was gosh. literally suffocating on my own body structure. So if yeah. something had happened physically, it could have killed me. So they stuck me in private school. So of course I'm influenced by the church. And man, it, when we first kicked it off, it was United Pentecostal. And if you're familiar with denominations, United Pentecostal, they're the holy rollers. They're the ones running across the back of the pews and speaking in tongues and all that. So I did that for several years in my single digits, uh, even in my early double digits, 10, 11 years old. And then uh, I actually ended up in Assembly of God is the, the denomination where I graduated high school from. And they're a little more, they're, they're slightly more liberal. They're, they're, they still got some, some things going on there. But, you know, and it's funny because I've, I flipped a script. I actually, uh, and this, this kind of plays into the spirituality thing. And a lot of people don't even believe this story, but it's 100% true, I swear. Uh, I, I, I got a little, some sticky fingers in my teen years, right? And uh, I, I tended to uh, go to B. Dalton books and, and Walden books and uh, maybe just get whatever was interesting me. And uh, I had to have me a copy just for research purposes of the Satanic Bible, right? You're seeing Anton LaVey, and you're seeing all these guys on the talk shows back in the 80s. They were on uh, Phil Donahue and and Sally Jesse Raphael. And, of course, who, who was it? Geraldo had the Satanist oh, yeah. on there and all that. And uh, so, of course, I'm like, oh, this is kind of the flip side of what I'm hearing. This is kind of, it's scary for starters, right? But it's still in that realm of spirituality, (laughs) right? So I I, I open it, and and man, even as a kid, I'm sitting there going, okay, I am not praying this invocation prayer. I'm reading, this is for research purposes, okay, if anybody is listening. But uh, so I had it in my room, and I remember I, if, my mom, if my mom or dad would have found it, oh, it would have been a beaten, right? So I've got it hidden away in this, 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 this army box thing that I had. And one night, I kid you not, here comes the, the, the odds part, and I don't know where, where if this was real or if it was a personification, but I remember laying in my bed, and back in the in the eighties, you know, entertainment centers were all the rage. I had my little thirteen inch black and white TV, and my my stereo with my record player. And I wake up, at least I think I did. I wake up, and there is a shadow figure with his leg propped up on the lower shelf of my entertainment center, and his elbow resting on the top of the entertainment center because it's only about four foot tall, right? But this big shadow figure with these yellow eyes, and it's just watching me. 
and I'm laying there scared to death. I can't scream. It's that fear where you can't make any noises whatsoever, right? I get up the next day. What do I do? First thing I do is I grab that satanic Bible. Oh, and by the way, I also might have stolen a copy of the Necronomicon, which is kind of a book of spells and kind of goes with the satanic. So, I mean, I was really kind of on the edge. So anyways, I took that army strong box out in the backyard, boom, lit it up and burned both of them and never had an experience since. But I think that comes into that whole spirituality thing and the belief structure. Did I believe I experienced that? Did that happen? Did I, you know, is there some embodiment going on there? What kind of weirdness? I mean, well, that, I think that just demonstrates the power of the mind, if nothing else, as to, you know, because I was scared to death the whole time I'm messing with that, that stuff, right? Them dark arts. And, and, and did I just make that come to fruition? Did I embody that? Uh, what, what are your thoughts there? I honestly think that we're all always communicating with, quote unquote, the other side. Ooh, okay. And so I, I honestly, so I want, let me see if I can explain this to where it makes sense. Okay. I think even our guardian angels or our past loved ones are always communicating with us. And it could be through thoughts in your head. Like I'm a true believer that your thoughts are not a physical part of you. You're the thinker of your thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. So I think they inject information and you're like, oh, I just thought of something or I just thought about somebody and it could be, and it's always on purpose. Or if you're like on the wrong path, you might notice several people in your life will bring up the same thing over and over and over again. Are you sure you really want to do this? Have you really thought this through? And I think this is me intuiting this, right? This mm -hmm. is not like I got like got this information from anywhere. I really think that this is also like divine, okay? There, you're always being guided. You're always being supported. And so inside of, now this I have downloaded, inside of the seventh dimension, you have what we call the demons, right? Like the people that like probably scary. I've never seen one with yellow eyes. And you have the angels. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't watch the movie Ghost. Uh, no, uh, you think I'm kidding? Have you, have oh, you seen and Ghost? Like the crawling, little shadow like, demons. Yes, Dude, yes. when I saw that movie in the theater, I had to get up and walk out. I started bawling, oh. and I was on a date. You, can you imagine how bad that was? I was like, "Oh!" And she's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm just a I freak, man. I'm just a freak. I'll take you home." <laughs> I think that's freaky, even if you hadn't seen that. So I totally get it. <laughs> but so in the seventh dimension, like a lot of people are like, oh, so, you know, the demons are bad. Yeah. Okay. But in the seventh dimension, they work together. So this is, you're going through your life, right? But you're, you're on the wrong path. Your life sucks. Life's happening to me. You're not learning the lessons. You're, you're depressed. You're whatever. Like you're doing bad things. It could be a multitude of things. And your angels are constantly trying to navigate, 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 navigate. You're not listening. You're not seeing the signs. You don't care if you see the signs. Like it's just is what it is. So then imagine you've got your angel over here and it goes to the demon and it says, I need help. This is where you'll see people have these traumatic events in their life. Massive accident. Survive 9-11. Whatever it is, it's like you're off and the universe smacks you from behind 
with something tragic. And that does happen from the help of the demon realm so that you can course correct. And how many times have you heard people that like survive these things and they say, oh my God, I got a second chance. I got to change my whole life. I got to start all over. I was so crazy over here. And I was like, I see the light. I'm no more. I'm done. And so it's like working together for the purpose of putting you back on your path. That being said, I don't know (laughs) if this demon shadow thing you saw was like, dude, burn the book. Or <laughs> well, all I can say is, although I didn't go hardcore Christian from that point forward either, uh, I yeah. did not dive into Satanism or anything uh, overtly occultish going forward ever again either. So, uh, you know, it did That's something. so crazy. It did, yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> it, did, it was nuts. But uh, it's, it's, I can still see it just clear as day. It was, it, I can see the room, my room, everything is, it's, I, and I'm, I'm 49. I'll be 49 in a couple of months. What is this, June? Yeah, in a couple of months, I'm 49. And that happened probably when I was 17, I'll say. Free. But an impression it left, right? Bet your backside it did. So it did something. <laughs> yeah, 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 it did something. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, we don't know. But it was probably so on purpose. Yeah, that is so. Am- that's an interest. That 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 is by far the most original perspective I've ever heard from anybody that I've told that story to. Um, now, granted, I generally have shared that story in like Christian study groups and Bible studies and that sort of thing. So, of course, the perspective is going to be considerably different uh, yeah. in, in that environment. <laughs> But that is a very, very interesting take right there. So that's that's really cool. I'm definitely going to have to give that some additional thought. Yeah. I mean, I always tell everyone, like, that's the big thing is like, and part of embodiment work, by the way, is everyone wants a how-to. Yeah. How do I do it? How do I do it? And I'm like, well, that's masculine energy. Like, if you want to talk about how-to, the five steps to, that's masculine energy. Embodiment is feminine, meaning you lay, you lean back, you contemplate. What does this mean for me? Where am I stuck? Having like transformation happens in a moment. It's building up until the point that you reach that moment. So if you're not willing to walk up, you know, 20 flights of stairs, well, then you don't get to reach the door at the top of the 21st. Mm. I'd be stuck. I probably got about three flights in me. I mean, <laughs> sorry. It's been a long okay, time. Okay, and there's no elevator. That's the <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. So you had mentioned before, too, that you were an anesthesiologist, and you feel that, that anesthesia, I don't even know, what, what do you call it? And being an anesthesiologist and spirituality and embodiment all play a, a role? And uh, Help me understand that a little bit, because as you mentioned before, you know, I, I just had my surgery, and of course, I was I, I was heavily sedated from an anesthesiologist, and they said when they were bringing me out of the anesthesia that I was crying, and I kept saying, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I just want my wife. 
Oh, I know I'm a sweetheart. We've been married 20 plus years. So, I mean, and I still kind of dig her. So it's, it's cool, but I'm not worthy. That is, that left me, it still leaves me questioning. I mean, this just happened a couple of weeks ago, four weeks ago, I guess it was now. So it's still heavy on my mind as to why I would be reacting that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it just some weird thing? You know, oh, I had some weird thought because of the anesthesia or whatever, but how do you think that everything there from anesthesiology to spirituality to embodiment, how do you feel that all plays a role? Yeah. I mean, I think that science and spirituality, it's like science helps to explain that, which we don't understand, Sure, but it doesn't exist without the energy of the universe. Okay. So it's like, When you study, and you probably are familiar with this, the whole concept of the observer effect, how, and there's even some books out there, I don't know if you're familiar with the idea of a holographic universe, but it's this idea that life is happening as you see it. And what is, is, so essentially, everything and everybody is just pieces of you, a reflection of you. Imagine this like crazy scenario where what's the movie with Tim Carey where, or Tim Carey, John, wait, what's his name? Why can't I think of it? Jim Carey. Oh my God. I went, I went all around <laughs> that. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. You were close. Hey, Tim, Jim, you know. so close. But you know, you know that movie where he's like, uh, they're all actors and he doesn't realize he's the only one who doesn't know that he wakes up every day in this like figurative Oh, wasn't that the Truman show or something like that? Yes! Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. So imagine like this real life sort of Truman show. Okay. So the idea is even this to where when you're looking forward and you look in your periphery, you see things and you see people, but what's behind you that you cannot see doesn't, it's not actually there. It's like this, <laughs> but you just turned around and looked. Oh, okay. So like right now, you don't see the stuff behind you, right? Unless you got a mirror. Well, and my camera, it's on the screen. But... Oh, well that, okay. Okay, now, right. now I don't, <laughs> now, now, now I don't see it. <laughs> okay, so then it's like, it does, so according to this holographic, this is actually a theory mm-hmm. that has a lot of support right now in the scientific community. That's not mainstream because remember a lot of science, you know, they don't like to deviate from mainstream. It's that whole cultural phenomenon that we talked about. And so it's this concept that everything in your world is happening based off of your perception. So when you're interacting with somebody and maybe you don't like the way they're reacting, you have to understand that's actually you and that's a piece of you that needs to be healed. And it's not because the other person is doing something you don't like. It doesn't say anything about the other person at all. It says something about you. Oh my gosh. I've often (laughs) wondered. No, no, no. I say that because I often wonder because for example, I'm not the biggest fan of kids. All right. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. That's okay? okay. I got toys behind me. This makes no sense because I'm still a kid at heart, but I'm not a big fan of like the three year old type range right in there. You know, I've got two kids of my own. I've got a grandkid, not quite in that range. I don't like yet, but they're getting there. So, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, I often wonder because, you know, I'll see, I'll, I'll be interacting with someone. Maybe it's even on a Zoom call. And they got their rugrat in the background and the rugrat's talking and we're trying to have a conversation. And I'm going, man, that kid, what, it, I can't even concentrate because that kid. And instead of looking at myself and going, quit being such an asshat and be more tolerant and be more patient and accept the things that you cannot change and deal with it. I'm like, man, why won't they shut that kid up? <laughs> so I, I'm curious if there's something, some emotional thing that happened to you or in during that age range that is subconsciously an issue for you. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I know there is. Kids. I mean, my stepdad was an asshole, and he, he beat me on the reg, and he beat my mom on oh, the reg. Yeah. So lots of violence, lots of trauma, lots of don't spoke unless you're spoke to. Go to your room, shut up. Blah, blah, blah. All that's there, and yeah. I, I try. I, I didn't treat my kids that way by any means, but I don't know. Maybe I was a little stricter than maybe I should have been, but I wasn't, I know I wasn't, I didn't beat them by any means. You know, I, I it just wasn't an approach that I took at all, but right. at the same time, and it's almost as I get older too, I think I'm getting to be this old rickety cadre old badger. You know, I don't, is, is, is that part of it? But no, I see what you're saying now and that, you know, it's on me. It's on me to accept that and how I deal with that. It's on me to not get frustrated when I hear some of this terminology floating around on the TV and go, oh my God, these stupid millennials. That's on me. That's on me. That's not, that's not on them. Yeah, It's on me to deal with. And I think the, if, if, we could, if we could accept that and we could learn to grow from that realization, I think it'd be a happier place. And I think each one of us would probably live considerably happier lives. A hundred percent. I mean, like uh, you're spot on. I mean, the, the whole idea is when you're triggered, right, by something going on, oh, it's an that opportunity. Word right there. See, I'm that, that word triggered. I'm now triggered by hearing the word triggered, but, but it's on me. Is that one of your, is that one of your words? That's you don't one of like my that words. Word? That's one of my trigger words. Dang it. What a, so. <laughs> when something bothers you, I'll change it. When See something bothers, when something bothers you, it's an opportunity for you to be like, huh, why, why? And you just go down that why trail. And then when you, and, and it, it, here's the thing is, the emotions you feel, like if it makes you angry, like maybe you spend a second figuring out why, you're meant to feel that anger. Don't stop it. Feel the anger. So many people I talk to are like, oh, but then I won't be able to manifest good things. I have to be high vibe. And I'm like, nowhere does it say, don't feel your emotions. It says the thought. The thought is the problem, not the emotion. So feel the emotion and then flip it and be like, all right, what's the other perspective? What is it that I'm so focused on this negative that I'm not seeing this other 50% over here that's really good? And that's how then you start to build your emotions back up. But yeah, 100%. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Wendy, we got to start wrapping this thing up, man, because I'll yeah. figure, yeah, I know you got kids and, and I know you got the pool waiting on you and you're in Vegas. You probably got some gambling to do. You're going to get rich <laughs> while you're out there. I mean, I understand. So I got married in Vegas. I've been there. I know. Oh, myself. that's awesome. No, it, but honestly, we did get married in Vegas, but we did a, we, we did a, a wedding. We didn't go to Elvis or anything. We, oh, we, where did you get married we at? We actually got married in the wedding chapel in the Mirage. Uh, no, I take oh. that back. I take that back. We stayed in the Mirage. We actually got married in Treasure Island because their sister hotels, oh. 
but they, the, and the Amazing. wedding chapel, yeah, the wedding chapel is actually in Treasure Island, but we did not have pirates there or anything. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was they got was, rid of the pirates. Did you know did that? They really? I had no idea. That whole boat show thing that they yeah. had out there, they got rid of it. Really? Which is sad. Is that yeah. a COVID thing or is that some sort of? I think that I don't, you know what? I don't know. Cause I, the last time I was here, sadly enough, wasn't that long ago. And, uh, it wasn't here then either. Wow. And that was like, that was probably maybe like five or six months ago. Wow. It's probably been about 10 years since I've been out, but, uh, uh yeah. but yeah. So I don't know when it happened, but it's, I don't recall there. seeing it, but I don't think I made it to that end of the strip when I was out there last time either. I was down near MGM and hung out down in that area most of the time. So, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So Vegas is, uh, you know, we got some attachment, a little emotional attachment to Vegas. So it's cool. Need to get back out That's there soon. That's super fun. Yeah. So, well, t Wendy, tell everybody where they can find out more about you and the services that you provide and uh, all that fun stuff. So give us your website and all that. Yeah. Okay. So my website is on vacation, but should hopefully be coming back this week, actually. It's planned. So that's at um, wendylouise.net. And you can find out more about me. I actually just chucked my old uh, Instagram and I started all over, which, by the way, if you're thinking about doing it and it's aligned, it's the best thing I ever did. And I gave up like 40,000 followers to do it. So wow. don't be don't be scared. Okay. Wow. It's, yeah, I did. I walked away. So at I am Wendy Louise is my new handle. And that's L-O-U-I-S or how, how do we L yeah, Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y. So I am, and then Wendy, L-O-U-I-S-E. Oh, I left off the E, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I spelled yep. Lewis, didn't I? That's that masculine you did. side. I'm sorry. But it's but it's better than, you know, like Tim Carey Tim and Carey. What, whatever else I said. <laughs> <laughs> like, this massively famous yeah. actor, and I'm like, what's the dude's name? Like, yeah, we just grew up <laughs> on him. It's no big deal. He's nobody. Yeah, some random. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, Wendy, I, I can't thank you enough. I think this has been a tremendous episode of the podcast, and man, I'm so glad that we finally got to do it. Yes. I appreciate your patience, and once again, I appreciate you taking the time away from your children, your vacation, uh, to to spend some time with me here on the podcast. Very, very insightful, and just a ton of fun. So thank you again. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Cool deal. It's been we a blast. Will. We will definitely talk again very, very soon. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you.